Hi, it's Tony. On today's show, we'll find out if Wilbon was surprised by anything at all, and we'll talk with Pat Forty about what's going on with Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. But first, commerce. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Tony Kornheiser Show is on now. And I'm not responsible for anything that comes out of my nose the next nine minutes. My mouth, yes, but my nose is on another plane. So this is something that's very important. You know, most people, most radio shows or podcasts or whatever these things are, would have, of course, excised all of that. And would have stitched it differently, and nobody would have heard the sneezing. Post-production, I think they call it. Yes, but this show doesn't do that. Ride it out, baby. (laughs) If you're going to sneeze... Tony, you know what you do? You keeps it real, brother. That's what I love you. The Tony Kornheiser Show is on now. All righty then. Um, well, we'll get to betting on Wednesday. We'll review everybody's bets. Nobody did really well. Nobody at all. Uh, there's great games though yesterday. There are one o'clock five hour? different games. <laughs> five different games that ended with walk-off field goals, which uh, Scott Hansen on Red Zone said was a record. Oh, five like that. Detroit won. Arizona and Detroit. Now, Detroit was interesting for this reason. And this does have to do with betting. So I will get to this. We had Chuck Todd got Detroit at minus two and a half. So that's a win. Oh, that's a three point win, right? Yep. But James, making up his own line, (laughs) got Detroit at minus three. So that's even. So that's a push. That's a push. Jeff Ma, who knows about all these things, had to tr- had the Chargers at plus three. So that's a push. So that's a push. Chuck Todd was the only one who got that, and Chuck Todd did not have a good week. Three and four did not have a good week. But we had Detroit winning. The power Arizona, of the early line. And um, Kyler Murray came back. Yep. And was pretty good. Yeah. And Arizona was. won that game. Did Arizona beat Atlanta? Atlanta's pathetic. Atlanta is pathetic. Every time they show a shot of the head coach, Arthur Smith, whose dad is the CEO of FedEx, he's got got the play thing right in front of him, and he's looking down at the – he's always looking down at the play sheet. And I've seen Atlanta lose like three times this year in the last 10 seconds. (laughs) I mean, he's he's not going to have another year. 
Arthur Smith. It's a bad division, so they still have potential to get in the playoffs, but it looks bad. Cleveland. Cleveland, I thought they were hopelessly out of the game. Yeah, down like 17 Maybe Cleveland like is good. Yeah. Cleveland came back, and they beat Baltimore. Houston. And I know you're going to tell me, oh, C.J. Stroud. Hold on a second, Sparky, on C.J. Stroud, because he threw a bad interception late in the game. And Cincinnati should have won that game. And their receiver dropped a pass in the end zone that would have won that game with, I don't know, 25 yeah, seconds to go. on the rim. And yeah. they, had to, they had to kick a field goal, and then they lost. And Seattle, at the end against Washington, yep. Seattle got a field goal to, to walk off. And it's like apparently never happened. I would tell you that both Cincinnati and Baltimore losing, every single team in that division is still 500 or better. It's the best division How about in that football. Thursday night game? That sets up the one Thursday night game so far this year that you would say, I want to see this game. That is Cincinnati at Baltimore, which I think now is an elimination game for Cincinnati. Ooh. If they lose, I think they're out. Yeah. If Baltimore loses, not so much. So I think that would be a game that, uh, that Uncle Big Al would be happy to watch how is minnesota winning josh dobbs again we yeah. believe an aerospace engineer josh dobbs again yeah is winning games there they don't have the guy they're paying three thousand billion dollars to and josh dobbs is in there for free patriots are terrible six points in germany against indianapolis a bad team patriots are terrible yes they are and and to me the most important game oh you know who else is terrible the giants are terrible. Oh, yeah, they're done. They're so terrible. Yeah. Um, the most important result to me, and I don't know if we'll get to a question like this on PTI later, was San Francisco going to Jacksonville and crushing Jacksonville. Oof. Yeah. And Brock Purdy having a clean game. No turnovers at all. They beat Jacksonville by 30 points in Jacksonville. That, to me, is the most significant result of the day. The other most, uh, if you want to go to colleges, well, we got, we're going to have Pat Forty. But we'll certainly ask Pat Forty at great length about what is going on with Michigan and Harbaugh. And now we have to ask about Jimbo Fisher. My God. $76 million. How much money does Texas A&M have in a box? (laughs) Apparently a lot. They they signed this guy for $70 million years back, six, seven years back, five, six, seven, whatever it was. Then they extended him a couple of years ago. Now they fire him in the middle of a season and they owe him $76 million? What? That, who's going to write that check? Somebody. Get him working in the engineering building. Somebody, <laughs> some of the alums are going to write that check. Oh, yeah, the boosters. I sure. would never let him coach. I would say, no, 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 no. If you coach again, you forfeit all of this. Yeah. No, you can you can sit down and I think you can, you can work forfeit with wood. your career for seventy six million dollars. Yeah, yeah, you can okay sit down and that. work with wood, and you can go work at Walmart. I don't care, but you're not coaching again, not for this amount of money. Go you coach know? high school football somewhere. Unbelievable! Is he that bad? He won a national championship with Jameis Winston, didn't he? Yeah, didn't he, he did. win one at Florida State? Yeah. Isn't that why they got him? Uh, this yeah. just seems personal. The same way you saw with the Raiders, you want to make a statement. Oh. It's- so the Raiders, that game, I didn't watch one play of that game. Raiders and Jets? Putrid. Not watching that. They both stink. But Antonio Pierce just went one up on Jeff Saturday. Yeah. Right? He just won his second game. Is it that easy? Is it that easy? Really? Well, well, it's guess- like what you look at the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't want to get too bogged down in this. 
Is it that easy? You just get rid of James Harden and you don't lose anymore? It's that easy? I mean, guys going to the Hall of Fame. Wow. That one other thing to talk about. I don't know um, if I'm sure everybody knows what kind of toothpaste they use. Michael, what kind of toothpaste do you use? Oh, I used to use Crest as a kid, but I have shifted to Colgate and in my uh, adult age. But now you have to quite uh, the, the follow up is do you use paste or the gel? And what do you use? Uh, I think I'm now I, again, I grew up with the paste and now I'm gel. OK, Nigel Sensodyne. Because you use Sensodyne. I did. That's old school. Okay. It Have is you, old school. When did you did you grow up with Sensodyne? No, I was a Crest soda? kid um, over in England. Um, somehow that got introduced to me, and I love Crest. Then briefly Colgate, and then switched over to Sensodyne years ago. Is there any other toothpaste other than Crest and Colgate? By the way, <laughs> there used to be something called Pepsodent. Oh, sure. I remember. I don't, Pepsodent. Is it still out there? I don't yeah. know. I'm sure Oral B is probably an Arm and Hammer. Yeah. Toothpaste. Yeah. There's all sorts of organic ones that you can get. You okay. Know, things Fine. like that. So. I grew up with Colgate. I remember having Colgate as a kid, and then I remember when I started to buy my own toothpaste, I went to Crest. It's the opposite of you, Michael. I went to Crest. And I always went for the paste. Regular paste. The blue-colored paste that over the years... Now, I'm talking about over 50 years now. It got too sweet. Okay, probably close to 60 years, and I would always get, as recently as a month ago... I would go buy boxes of Crest, original flavor, tartar control. That's all I wanted. I tasted mint. I hated it. I tasted gel. I hated it. Last time I was in Rehoboth, I went to the CVS. Crest has rebranded itself. Crest now, at least in this particular store on Route 1 close into Rehoboth Beach, at least in this store, they no longer had boxes of toothpaste that I was used to. You could not get tartar control. Nothing said original. And I wanted original. And I had to buy toothpaste. And I ended up buying something. Not only is it a gel and whitening, Mm. and I didn't want any of these things. I didn't want the gel. I didn't want the whitening. I don't have any of my own original teeth. So I didn't, it's not going to whiten the stuff I got. So I didn't want any of that. And I just wanted paste. And this is, it's not even paste. It, it, you, you stand it up on its cap. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. A you vertical s- toothpaste. It, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I so hate it. So in the 90s, it. they had a pump toothpaste like that, which I'm sure was terrible for single-use plastics. I, but I know exactly. I, I know the tube that you are that you are missing. I hate it. And the it. worst part about a second home toothpaste is you are now stuck with this toothpaste. Forever. I, had, I brought one life. here to try. Yeah. I brought one oh, home to try. Yeah. I, yes, it was in a tube. And That's commitment. I can't stand it. And I want to know, is this happening throughout the whole country? Did Crest rebrand? Let's send us some emails. Did, from wherever you are, as long as it's not here. Did Crest rebrand around the whole country? Can I get, where do I go to get Crest original light blue toothpaste tartar control? Oh, That's cavity preventative. Mm. Where do you get it? I'm on Amazon right now. I have to go to Amazon for this. Jeff Bezos has it for you. This drives me nuts. <laughs> I, you know, I've been using this my whole life. I like it. Well, why are you, why did you change it? So you'll, stock, change it you'll on a stockpile whim? boat shoes, but you don't have the vision to worry about your toothpaste. Well, I didn't know I bought four at one time at one point, but I, then I ran out. Mm. Then I ran out. 
Like they last about a month, right? A tube of toothpaste, well, three weeks to a month. Well, considering that you you brush your teeth and then you used to give the dog her own sampling of the toothpaste. <laughs> well, I also use, I mean, I uh, my toothbrushing thing, I brush my teeth manually and then I use an electric toothbrush. So I do those things. I mean, I, I brush my teeth like three or four times a um, day. Yeah, okay, three to four. That makes sense because a month seems on the shorter end of that. Is that right? Well, are you are you quick to throw out the tube, or do, are you do you need to do the the I go roll all up? the way to the end? All the way. Okay, yeah. I go all the way. To I the think end a toothpaste is done. Like I'm trying to throw it out, and then magically somehow it ends up back on the counter. So <laughs> I'd like to know: Can I? Where can I get? This is sort of like where can I get sky bars? Right. Who's making old fashioned toothpaste? <laughs> where can I get Colgate? Regular paste. Oh, this is crest. Squeeze, right, crest, regular paste, squeeze from the bottom. Not this junk that you turn over, you know, uh, it's not a tube. What is it called? Uh, is it like a pump? This sort of a, oh, the one that you're looking for? No, the one that I have that I don't oh, like. It's a, it's a tube. But it's upside down. You don't lay it down. Yes, it, so you want you want the horizontal regular yeah. toothpaste. I want. Yeah. And this I is want not like the American toothpaste you want that the people toothpaste had for of your sixty years, but not the Colgate no, one. Not that was spicy. Do you no. want, can I introduce you to some tooth powder? Would no, you like don't that? want that. I've tried that in my life. Didn't like it. How about some pumpkin spice crest? Don't want it. Now is your mouthwash still safe? Yeah, Listerine. Listerine. Still looks good. I haven't repackaged it. They still have the green. They have green. They got blue. They got yellow. They got a variety of colors. Do you go alcohol free or or without? You can alcohol? handle the green. I don't care. You don't, I don't to, even know about. In that. your age, you don't have to go down to the the purple. No, I don't think so. They have purple. That's also, a little what, what is it like? Gatorade? <laughs> what is it? There's different strengths. <laughs> what? Yeah. Just make one. Right? It's so, a good and one. This, this was not an inventory <laughs> issue because CVS throughout all areas has had to change the way that they stock their stores. So this wasn't just, you know, they only have a third of the toothpaste offerings. Up I don't there. know where to go. I don't know where to go to get the toothpaste that I want. What does toothpaste cost? About four bucks? I'd say five bucks. Five, <clears> four or five bucks? That's if you're buying Can a single I go to, tube. Do they normally, have it on Amazon? They have the toothpaste I, I want? I will keep looking. It is tartar control, original paste. <clears throat> All right. I've, I'm, I've lost my voice. We'll take a break. Uh, Michael Wilbon, when we return. I'm Tony Kornheiser. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is sent to us by Scott Organic, who writes, Long time little here. You and the crew have unknowingly helped me through a tough 18 months with the loss of both my parents. Several other losses that rocked me pretty hard. And the recent news that my sister is ill. Thankfully, it seems she'll be okay. Your humor and the fact that I've had two emails read this year, eat it, Dave Patton, have brought much needed light to these hard times. My wife's family owns a horse farm in Spencer, Massachusetts, with several hayfields. We both help work the hayfields every summer, and one of the hay team, Cat Stewart, is an independent music artist. I've included below a message giving permission for you to play our songs. Hope you'll consider playing one or both songs. She's a wonderful person with a beautiful voice. This is Cat Stewart from Massachusetts. This is called Pass Me By. It plays in Michael Wilbon, who is out in Arizona. And I'm just going to start. I mean, I'm going to start with the NFL. Uh, what did you think 
of both Cincinnati and Baltimore losing on last-second field goals. It's surprising. Yeah. Watching those games unfold. Um, both Baltimore and Cincinnati had gotten control of the game. Baltimore more than Cincinnati. Cincinnati should have won the game. The guy yeah. dropped a pass yeah. in the end zone. Yeah, but even that would have been Tony winning the game by one score. Right. Um, you know, I mean, there's not – I keep saying there's not a great team, and there isn't. But there are a lot of good teams. They're, 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 well, there's several good yeah, teams. Yeah, there's a lot of bad way. teams. A lot of bad teams, several good ones. Um, and Cincinnati, I think we all presumed was going to join the ranks of the yes. Cincinnati and Baltimore were poised to be called. That's Thursday night, this Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. They were poised to be called. Well, they're the best team in the league. They yeah. were poised to have that. Yeah. And they can't have it this week. Nothing no. matters this week. But uh, it was interesting to watch those both those games unfold. Yeah. Is it possible? I mean, I don't want to believe this. Is it possible that Cleveland is really good? Yeah. yeah when, you have, when you have a defense that's the best in the league, why wouldn't you be any good? Cleveland's defense is every bit good as Baltimore's. So, they, yeah. Both, both those teams scored a lot of points yesterday. Yeah, you know. but it, it, it still starts. If, it's gonna, if, if those teams are going to have any kind of chance at the season. Look, the Cleveland may have the MVP of the league. It's, it's just... It's remarkable to me. I mean, I, I will also say that San Francisco restored my faith in San Francisco to go on the road and beat a 6-2 and two team, right? You must have felt yeah. the same way. Uh, yeah, they, they, you know, they, they recovered. That's all they did. I'm not going any further than that. You know, um, they recovered nicely. And Jacksonville is not ready for prime time yet, but they, they're on their way. Right. But I don't see that much separating those teams from, if you still think that one is Philly, which I do, and I don't know, maybe two is Detroit. Maybe Detroit's um, – Detroit, I mean, I know they just said the equal out yesterday, but the back and forth of that and watching the Lions come out on top in that situation was uh, a very unlion-like. Let me talk about the Lions for a second because that is a tie game and a field goal is going to win it and Dan Campbell wants to bleed the clock as much as he can. But with a minute and a half left on a fourth and two, he went for it. I understand it worked out. He went for it on fourth and two rather than the field goal. And I sat there and I went, wow, I don't think I would have done that. Would you? How long was the field goal? I don't remember. It would have been like 40 yards. Yeah, I think I would have taken it. But here's the thing. Tony, what Dan Campbell could see in in live time, (laughs) you didn't need much of the way analytics to figure this out. His team could not stop. Yes, the, they the could not stop Chargers. So, Chargers. The Chargers all couldn't stop him. So with that in mind, I mean, that's as much why he did it as anything else. Is that, okay, you know, my defense stinks at least in this circumstance, in, this, in the context of this game today. We cannot stop them. So let's wind up winning the game. So what happened was Goff went over the top to the tight end. And Goff has become a good quarterback, hasn't yeah. he? Goff's been a good quarterback already. He was the overall number one pick and yeah. didn't work Goff's out with the Rams. And now it There's works. A lot of people that folks slurp who've never been to a Super Bowl. Yeah, he's been. He's so, been to the Super Bowl, yeah. Uh, I'll, stay, I'll stay with your division. How is Minnesota winning? Well, it's like last Oh, we've lost you. This guy... 
I mean, this is he's the number one story in the league again this week. Josh Sides, yes. Yes. One. Number one. Doing what he did just to, to, to watch that unfold and listen to him after the game talk about how grateful he is to have the chance. You, you just there's some people worth rooting for. It doesn't mean they're gonna win. But Joshua Dobbs is worth rooting for and so is um Bryce Young. And I don't know that Bryce Young will ever be any good. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I watch him in the pain which that he's in right now losing these games as a guy who's won a national championship and won maybe they, did he win a national championship, maybe he didn't. Um, no, he, he did not. Highest, he won at the highest level. Heisman Trophy winner. The, it, it, they're interesting stories. And uh, Joshua Dobbs, wow. How about him? I'll add another person to that. Somebody who did win a national championship and whose pro career has now had him benched three different times this year. Mac Jones. Oh, yeah. And he's a smart kid and he's a great talker. And it's awful. And yeah. it leads me into this. Do you think Belichick will be back with them next year? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know anything. I, right. I, I, Neither I do I. No idea. That's I mean, why we do a show. I, you know, I don't when, know anything. I, yeah, you know, should he be? I mean, uh, you know, if I was Robert Kraft, I might say enough now. Mm. Um, we've seen enough of this. I, I don't have any, you know, sort of sense of what it is that Bill Belichick wants to do. If you're in other cities, and you and I talked about this on Friday, yeah. other cities, there's always there's a story popping up in, in multiple places about Bill Belichick coming to coach at their team. And I'm like, no, I'm not hiring Bill Belichick at this stage to come play, to come for what? what? He's, he's not going to create a culture at 70, whatever, what is he, 71, 72? 71. He's not creating that now out of nothing in a, in a, in a new place, in a new stop. So, no, I'm not. It's over. It's fine. He, he's, he, he, or he's earned the title greatest coach of all time as far as I'm concerned. He's earned it. All right, I'll, I'll move on to another one of your teams. Kyler Murray looked good. He did. He looked good. He and looked now, great. you know, everybody great. assumed, you assumed they were terrible and it wouldn't matter and they'd get a high pick. But what if Kyler Murray turns it around a little bit? Yeah. Calvary has looked great before. Right. That's what he does. He's got, he's got you know, some skills. Man, he, he, he was, that long run he had. Yes. And you're coming off of. That was like a 200-yard run. It was like, oh, my God, what a great, what a spectacular thing. Yeah. It was great. It was great to watch that. Do I think the Cardinals are now going to, like, rip off four or five in a row? No, I don't. No, yeah. sorry. I just don't. What about Washington. I know you like Ron Rivera from the 85 Bears. Yes, I do. I don't think he can keep his job. Didn't they just win yesterday? No, they lost at the buzzer to Seattle. Oh, Seattle. Oh, my God, the back and forth. Yes. That was fun, too. Yes. When Sam wow. Howell threw that last touchdown pass, that was wait, really wait, good. Wait, what's Washington? Are they 4-5? and five? What is their record? 4-6 four and six. Four and six now. Eh, it's going to be hard to keep, but, but I don't want to rule him out yet. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in some of these wild card situations. I think there are too many good wild card teams. I mean, Minnesota, you know, is like two games ahead of the Washington team now in the NFC for wild card. So you 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 got some situations like that. You got the Cowboys. Yeah. Well, the Cowboys um, beat a terrible. It's such a terrible. Yeah, team. but I'm just talking about where they are right. in the mix for right. playoffs. They're, right. they're, they're 
Oh, they're going to. Multiple games ahead of Washington. Yeah. So uh, that's right. I was, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, that, that was one of those games where, wow, the, the, the field goal walk-off situation was, uh, was sort of amazing yesterday. So, yeah, I mean, the, the Washington is just, they're not good enough. No. They're not good enough. They can beat some bad teams, um, but they're just sort of eh. And maybe he won't keep his job. I root for him to keep his job. That's personal for yeah. me. You like him. Yes, yeah. I do. Um, I'm going to go to the NBA for one question, and I'm going to do it this way. For the second week in a row, Antonio Pierce won a game. Now, okay, the Jets yeah. stink. They stink, but he won the game. He didn't lose yeah. the game. Yeah. And you ask yourself, is it that simple? So here's my question. Is it that simple that getting rid of James Harden has somehow yeah. made the Philadelphia 76ers mm-hmm. better? There's a chain of events, Tony. One of, it, one of them is Tyrese Maxey is good. Is a stud. Yeah. I believe he had something that we call yesterday 50. Yeah. Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey is everything James Harden is not. Tyrese Maxey may never be as great individually a ball player as James Harden. But Tyrese Maxey is a guy you want on your team. Tyrese Maxey had tears, real tears, when Doc Rivers was fired. And Tyrese Maxey's primary thought was, Oh, my God, I know I'm playing with the MVP, but I also got this other selfish you-know-what, and I'm stuck with this? Well, now he's not. And he's freed up to be a professional. So that is not you're, – you're, you're adding playing time for him. You're, you're taking the ball out of James Harden's hand and giving it to someone who's a professional – who's a teammate, and you got Tobias Harris, who is now, look, you, when, you, when you get rid of Harden, Tony, you're getting rid of the guy who last year, other than Luka Doncic, had the ball in his hands more than any player in the NBA. And he's playing with the MVP. Right. All right? So you got rid of this. I mean, he is as selfish as any player who's ever lived. And there were times where James Harden, James Harden alone could make you a threat yes. to win. That's right. And now the Clippers are 0-4 or 0-5. Oh, it's yeah. so great. It's so great. And I, I say that I love T. Lou. I know him. I root for him in every other possible circumstance. T. Lou, you know this. You know how I feel about T. Lou. I do. I, I, right now, all you can say is, Tony, when, when, when the Sixers got James Harden, Doc Rivers knew that day it was going to cost him his job, and it did. Now, T. Lou will have another job anywhere else he wants it if this doesn't work. It may cost him his job. But I don't think the Clippers can compete for anything with James Harden. And so it's one of – the NBA is so – the NBA, I, as much as I love professional basketball, I often am not paying attention to the NBA in November. There's so many great storylines in the league, and one of them is James Harden. One of them, though, Tony, the Phoenix Suns are in trouble. They're in trouble, and they haven't even had their three best players together for a single game yet. And they're in trouble. 
They lost to, to Oklahoma City last night, who's another one of those great stories. Tony Chet Holmgren has an impact on the game right now. Is he good? Even more than Victor Wimbanyama. Yeah, okay. And so, you know, there's some storylines out there, but, man, you, you, you got the one. I mean, Harden, wow. I yeah. mean, if you're, if, if you're Philadelphia. You're like 7 or 8-1, and one, and, and it's the only one, difference is no Harden. All right, I'll talk to you later. Right. All right, Go Tom. back to sleep. Michael Wilbon, boys and girls. We'll take a break. Pat Forty joins us. We will talk about Michigan, but we also have to talk about Jimbo Fisher. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. Once again, this is Kat Stewart from Spencer, Massachusetts. She can sing. She's very good. Yes. This is called All You Have Is Now. Michael, if people like Kat Stewart want to send in their original music, how do they do that? Send us music by emailing it to jingles at tonykornheisershow.com. She plays in Pat 40. And I got a million Michigan questions that I worked on. And then Jimbo Fisher got fired, and I just said, <laughs> "Well, we got to start. We got to start with that because that's the news." How much money do the alumni have at Texas A and M to eat seventy-six million dollars after giving this guy a ridiculous contract to begin with, and then extending it on a whim, dumping him? How does that work? Uh, have you checked the crude oil prices lately? <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> they, they've got oil money down there, and they've got no sense and no shame and no compunction. So uh, $75 million, if that's what it takes, that's what they're doing. Just like SMU, you know, they had a guy pay $200 million or whatever to right. buy their way into the ACC. Uh, right, right. It's Texas perspective is a little different down there. Did you see this coming? Yes, um, I did. Uh, you know, the, the coming into the season, I, people were saying that he needed to win nine games, and I, I was asking, like, they, they're not really going to pay seventy-five million to make him go away, are they? And they're like, yeah, I think we can do it. And then, you know, as they started losing, they were having conversations, and it became pretty clear that they had the money for it. It was just a matter of. When and Sunday was when. Well, what idiot extended him two years ago? <laughs> that would be Ross Bjork, the AD, uh, who, yeah, was so smitten by their nine and one COVID season, in which they lost to a division rival by four touchdowns, which didn't exactly indicate that they were on a collision course with the national championship. Right. <laughs> uh, right. But they 
They Ross Bjork extended him. Uh, they were worried that LSU was going to come after Fisher because Ed Orgeron was on thin ice. Right. And they they panicked. They wildly overpaid, and oh. now here they are. And they're just going to write a check to this guy. Will we ever see him coach anywhere again? I, I can tell you what would happen if you wrote me a check for seventy five. <laughs> yeah, I, no, right. you wouldn't hear from me again, man. Uh, that makes sense. All right, let me get to the to the. That's that may be the biggest story today, but it's not the biggest story. The biggest story, the overarching story in college football is Michigan. Where are we now with Michigan? Where are we? We are heading towards a temporary restraining order hearing in Ann Arbor on Friday that Michigan and Jim Harbaugh are seeking so that he can coach uh, the remainder of the regular season, certainly the Maryland game Saturday. And then, of course, they want him to coach the Ohio State game the week after that. So he was out, obviously, Saturday leading to one of the most absurdly melodramatic post-game scenes of all time. Oh, my God. And, the assistant coach is cursing, yeah. crying. That was weird. Yeah. Very yeah. weird. I, like, to the best of my knowledge, Harbaugh is not on his deathbed or trapped in an underground mine, <laughs> which would be maybe be the only two times that that emotion would have been, you know, understandable. But, no, he's been suspended. He's not dying. Right. Do you think he will get this injunction by a friendly court in Michigan? Yeah. I do. Okay. Um, then why couldn't know, I, he get I, it before the Penn State game? Well, that's interesting. I don't know that. I, and I don't, I'm not, I am not a legal expert, so right. my expectation that he will get it is just based on mostly home court. Uh, but, yeah. you know, what happened as far as not being able to get that in front of the judge in time? Uh, Saturday, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what all was involved there. That seemed very, very calculated on the part of the Big Ten to do it at yeah. such a time, on such a day, a legal holiday, that Harbaugh had no recourse. It seemed That seemed overly mean to me. How about to you? Um, I, I took it that way, that it was calculated. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't think the timing on that was accidental. Nope. And I do think it was, by God, we're going to get one game at least. And then if we lose in court, we at least... We got that much out of him. So, I mean, this is extremely bitter, extremely angry, I think, in, in all directions. The, you know, the Big Ten, I think, with, with good reason, felt like this was a pretty egregious breach and wanted to do something about it. Did they overreach? Maybe. But Michigan fighting back the way they did and making it very public by leaking every single thing they possibly could to the media, I think, just added to the... Uh, to the bad feelings back and forth. Okay, so let me get to the two hard questions. <clears throat> One is, why Harbaugh and not the team? Why not the team? Good question. I, and I don't know other than I, you know, I do not think that they wanted to tell the athletes, we're taking, we're taking away your season. You know, at least this way they still have a chance to compete. Uh, and... So you take the CEO, so to speak, and say you're responsible, and we're going there. You know, you could have made an argument that what Connor Stallions did was to work directly with the coordinators, and maybe the coordinators get suspended, but there's no neat and easy and tidy way, I think, to, to, to put down punishment on this. Okay. So this is, and I'm not a lawyer either, but this is my feeling, <clears throat> if, if, the Big Ten cannot tie this directly to Jim Harbaugh. If they do not have a person who is willing to say, I gave Jim Harbaugh this information, if they can't find on somebody's phone 
This is for Harbaugh. If they can't do that, and I don't think they can, or they would have said they could, I don't believe they should have done this. Yeah, I mean, look, that's a perfectly defensible uh, expectation, I think, out of this. And I don't think they can either. I don't think they have that information. And my guess is Harbaugh probably didn't know. Do I think nobody knew? No. No. Coordinators knew. Yeah, well, the coordinators knew Connor Stallions was darn good at his job. Did they have any curiosity to find out how he was good at his job? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, look, I mean, this is sloppy. There's no doubt. This is messy. It it was a, you know, to, to step into the season and do this quickly, relatively, and to get somebody who does have no ties to the uh, likely violations, it, it creates, that's, that's why we have the backlash that we had. I, yeah, I mean, I don't think for a second that Michigan didn't do this, but I think when you send Harbaugh down, especially when you have a rule in the Big Ten that the head coach is not responsible in the way that the NCAA says it is, I, it just bothers me, so I'll ask this. Is he better off serving the three now knowing he's going to get a second shot at Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship regardless of what happens in the regular season game? Well, he won't because the the, the Big Ten still has their divisions, which means oh. that whoever wins the East gets a chance to play Iowa and oh. beat them 45 to nothing <laughs> yes. in the Big Ten Championship. I thought the Big so. Ten had outlawed that this year. I no, thought next year. Next year. Oh, okay. Yep. So now so. I understand that. Yeah, no. So I mean, him sitting out that game is huge. It's huge. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah. I don't know where this thing is going to uh, to go, where it's going to end. But you know, the there's some, and again, law stuff. So you know, uh, caveat that I may not have my stuff completely airtight. But there's a belief that you could get a two week restraining order before you'd have to go have a full hearing. Uh, and if you get it on Friday, you get it for two weeks. Yeah. Clear through through the Ohio State game. Yeah. What is the percentage chance that Jim Harbaugh would be coaching Big Blue next year? I think it's less than 50%. Uh, you know, this is just – there's been so much. There's he's, We already know for the last few years he's had interest in going back to the NFL. He's talked to teams. He thought he was going to get a job two years ago. And after all this, you know, he might just be saying, I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm yeah. going back. Uh, now, the question, you know, could he be facing a suspension of any kind in the NFL? I think that there is a belief that Roger Goodell could step in and say, this is not going to be a safe harbor for you, especially in something like a cheating scandal, because, you know, that's not like paying players. And there, there's no comparison of that in the NFL. If you're cheating it, trying to get signals at one level, you could be cheating and trying to get signals at the other too. But still, I I just get the feeling like the Harbaugh uh, Michigan thing has probably exhausted about everybody involved by now at the school and with him. And maybe it's time to to, to go back to uh, the NFL. All right, I'll give you the easy questions now. If you were on the committee, would you move Georgia over Ohio State? Yes. Yeah, I've okay. seen enough from Georgia. Uh, they've they now look like the Georgia I expected them to be. I mean, Mississippi was a top ten team, and they destroyed. They Mississippi. did. They did. Would, would you move Washington over Florida State? 
Uh, yes, I did. Me too. As a matter of fact, yeah, Me yeah. Too. I, it's tough. I think that you know those those are two good questions, and we'll see what the committee's response is. But you know, Washington's body of work—they've got good wins in a tough league. Uh, Florida State has done everything it needs to do, but their win over Clemson is devalued, and Florida LSU has three losses. So I'd put Washington ahead of them. Would you move Alabama over Texas, knowing that Texas beat them in Alabama? That's a tough one. Um, and that's, that's what they pay me to do, Pat, <laughs> to ask the tough questions. That's right. Mm. If I hang up, I don't have to answer, right? right. No. Uh, I, I, Alabama's playing better yeah. than Texas is right now. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, I mean, Alabama looks like Alabama, and – but, boy, you beat them by 10 points in their home stadium. That's right. That's right. That's tough to overcome. I I think I would, for now, I would still keep Texas ahead of them. But, you know, if Alabama, obviously, if they beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, that's going to change everything. Yeah. yeah. All right. Plug your podcast for us. College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel and Ross Dellinger, Yahoo, uh, Apple, Spotify, all those places. We're 1A, you're 1B, or flip it the other way around either way. Thanks, Pat. Talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Pat 40, boys and girls. We will come back with email and jingle when we return. I'm Tony Kornheiser. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show.
Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's a wow. <laughs> and I'm going to read the letter from Glenn Winters, the official opera composer of this show from Newport News, Virginia. You guys have been kind enough to play some of my music on this high-quality podcast in the back in the past, and I'm back, but not for more cash. The mailbag jingle has been transformed by numerous littles into music from marching band, high school chorus, raucous blues, and seemingly every other genre possible. But as Lee Corso would say, not so fast, my friend. <laughs> to my knowledge, the jingle has yet to be rendered in the style of Johann Sebastian Bach, and I believe I have that. My submission is a fugue for piano solo. Long story short, a fugue is a musical style that was all the rage around 300 years ago. This piece is an example of three-voice counterpoint, meaning instead of melody and accompaniment, it's three simultaneous melodies, each one stating the same main tune as it enters. The tune I'm using is the first half of the jingle, through the words, emails, faxes, and your notes. I'd like to think Bach himself looks down on me from composer heaven with his blessings. More likely he's whispering, hey, rum-dum, stay in your lane, Sparky. <laughs> That's, it's great. Isn't it? It's absolutely great. It really is. Wow. Thank you, Glenn. Wow. So, yeah, we're going to play that a lot. That's great. You want to do the Bethesda Bagelette? Got the bagel sandwiches today. Always Happy. excited about that. Bethesda Bagels. Uh, just go to BethesdaBagels.com for the location in the D.C. area nearest you. Then pop on in and you will be thrilled. So I ran into this guy, Patrick Holly, who lives close to here. Mm-hmm. And he is a friend of Adam Goldberg. Oh, who did Papa Papa Bagels? Papa Bagels, and right. he stopped me when I was walking the dog to talk to me about Adam and Papa Bagels. And all since we got in a whole long bagel conversation. Great anyway. bagels. All right, uh, that'll do it for us today. Before we get to the mailbag, let me just say, Blue Jean Baby, L.A. Lady, seamstress for the band, pretty eyed, pirate smile, you marry a music man, ballerina, you must have seen her dancing in the sand, and now she's in me, always with me. Tiny dancer in my hand. That is Elton John uh, and Bernie Taupin. And that is the main music for the movie Almost Famous. A great scene, yes. Thanks to our guests today, Michael Wilbon, Pat Forty. Thanks to our sponsors. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Odyssey. Get the show through Apple. Leave us a review. From John Fitzpatrick, who has moved away from Washington to Colorado in a town whose name (laughs) I mispronounced. It's problematic, yes. I was glad to hear on last Wednesday's show that you have solved the mystery of pronouncing Lake Orion. Michiganders or Michiganders are surely rejoicing. However, when you read, read my email later in the same show, I was reminded that my new Colorado hometown's name still confounds you. You gamely tried the soft A of Arvada and the long A of Arveda, but neither is correct. It is simple. Arvada with the central A being flat as in the word flat. Arvada. Arvada then. Arvada or cat. Yeah. Okay, or even the third A in Appalachia. Uh, okay, so it's Arvada. Arvada? I, I think. We are Vadens. Salute your efforts. I think I got that right, but I'm not sure. From Justin Johnson in Arlington, Virginia. I believe it's actually Argo. That's <laughs> <laughs> how you very, pronounce very it. Very funny. What's it mean? That's very funny. <laughs> Argo? Uh, from Carm Real in Lakewood, Colorado, originally from Syracuse. I would like to assure you that the Greater Binghamton Airport is alive and well. All you had to do was check your Google machine. I met the woman whom I'm related to by marriage there while working as an air traffic controller from 1982 through 1987. It was then called Edwin A. Linkfield. I remember that. I then spent the next 20 years as a controller at Syracuse Hancock Airport. Could I be considered as the official retired air traffic controller at Tony Cornisher? Yeah. I don't know where I got this from, but I'm pretty sure that they closed the Binghamton Airport at one point for renovations, and I didn't know if it came back, and I also didn't know what the general amount of traffic was there. I don't think there's a Seems lot. Seems like they fly Delta flights through it. 
Yeah, to Detroit, I believe. Probably maybe, to some hubs. You know, maybe other places. I don't know. Uh, from Todd Reniger. Rich is fun. It really is. So what did I say? I said what? I think you said that to Evan about his, you know, the. I said, his, I hope you get rich. So, yeah, movie script. Yeah, I hope you sell your movie script and you, and you get rich because rich is fun. Yeah, well, Pablo <laughs> sent me a note that that should be embroidered on a pillowcase. <laughs> um, get to Will work, Pablo. Will J in Mumbai, all the way to Mumbai. On Thursday's show, Evan Drellick tells you need someone to write the screenplay for his book. If only there was a friend of the show who was a writer, director, and producer. Come on, man. What are we even doing here? Yeah. And Greg's allowed to work. Now, yes, that's right. He's allowed to work. Everything's been settled. I, I, he's I busy wrote writing Greg, uh, songs I, for Dan I wrote Byrne. him a note about the <laughs> yes. um, about the song that he wrote, that Dan Byrne put yeah. to music about Jason Lockenford's sneeze. And I just said, it's, it's completely brilliant. <laughs> I mean, both people involved in this are completely brilliant. <laughs> I know. It's just wonderful. So should they write a musical together? They should. Oh, I would love that. They should write a musical. Yeah, it's been be good. From Murray Moman in uh, Winnipeg, in Canada, in Manitoba province dolly parton starred with sylvester salone in the 1984 comedy comedy in quotes <laughs> rhinestones reviews are not fantastic <clears throat> but even better from a morning brew newsletter i received this week my name isn't spelled with a z it's streisand like sand on the beach how simple can you get when barbara streisand heard siri mispronounce her last name she did what any person with a shopping mall in their basement would do she called apple ceo tim cook she called the ceo and asked him to fix to it yeah. as the legendary singer tells it cook was lovely and took care of the problem for her i guess that's one perk of fame barbara streisand that's just and it's a cnn story oh that's fantastic that's just wonderful the boys have discovered your amazon alexa out at the beach Ooh. oh and great that, fun oh that's that's fun very oh, polite good. might i add that's good um and from patrick sitter and sitter our friend in sioux falls south dakota worst 70 songs anything by barry manilow having said that however i'm somewhat embarrassed to admit i kind of have a soft spot in my heart for mandy all right so now I'm going to tell a story, a very, very small story having to do with that. That's the first time I've seen that. I have history with Barry Manilow, not that pleasant, although it makes me laugh. State lines. <laughs> yeah, it makes me laugh. But I will say about Barry Manilow, as I've always said, I, I thought his writing was just terrific. I mean, I think the, the words to Copacabana are spectacular. And I think a lot of the stuff he did, while it is sort of treacly, it is sort of treacly, in its own way, it has a great personalized style that if you like it you can bathe in it for hours yes and i have in my car i've got i guess what a lot of people have that xm radio sirius xm radio and there's a bunch of channels that you go through and now in recent days they've shifted numbers around so something i used to like is now way down the list and that's just too complicated. The decades are still where they are, though. Uh, it's, yeah, but it's just too complicated for me. Mm. Yeah, and sometimes I get on 60s, but after like three songs, I realize uh, <laughs> it's a long time ago. Enough, <laughs> enough already. But I did see when I turned on the car and I went to the radio about a week and a half ago, I saw Mandy and I put it on and I turned it up as loud as I could. <laughs> Just to just bathe in Mandy for a while because right. it's, it happens to be a tour de force. I mean, it really is. It, Mandy is a total tour de force. I think it's the first big song that Barry Manilow ever had. And then what was interesting about Barry Manilow as he made the rounds on the talk shows was he wrote a lot of the commercial jingles. Yes. Like he, like at eight or 10 famous commercial jingles, Barry Manilow wrote those things. Yes. And so I found that interesting. And until I had 
my bad times with Barry Manilow. I, I, let me say it's not necessarily for me, like Weekend in New England, they all begin to sound the same. It's not necessarily for me. But every once in a while, when you're in one of those moods and, and you want something big and operatic and sort of plain and simple as if it solves all your problems, Barry Manilow singing about somebody somewhere that's important. Mandy is it. Mandy's the one. I, I, I sort of have a longing for Mandy. And some of those commercial jingles, like a good neighbor, the State Farm. Uh, Band-Aid stuck on, remember that stuck on Band-Aid? Yes. Band-Aid stuck on you. Grab a bucket of chicken for KFC, Pepsi feeling free, McDonald's, you deserve a break today. Uh, if you had that one, <laughs> right, if you had you deserve a break today, you're going to be paid millions of dollars for the rest of your life. <laughs> yes. I mean, if you got that. Yeah. Anyway, if you're out on your bike tonight, everyone is always do wear white. Ladies and gentlemen, the evening is over. We hope you all enjoyed yourselves and we'll see you all again in 1974. Good evening! Well, life, it seems, is getting less and less predictable And everything is changing more with time You stay the same in every circumstance You're always good, so